You are, you are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the mindset and the success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business today. Super excited and honored for today's guest. Jeremy Parker graduated from Boston University in 2007, majoring in film production. When he was a junior in college, featured a, a full-length documentary, which won the Audience Award at the 2006 Vail Film Festival. He has also started a creative promotional product division under MV Sport, as well as started a company with his brother David and Jesse Itzler. Uh, Jesse was the co-founder of Marquis Jet, investor and partner in Zico Coconut Water and owner of the Atlanta Hawks. As well as Jeremy has an e-commerce platform that distributes unique promotional codes through social media influencers, Facebook and Twitter posts, which was acquired by a publicly traded company. As well as he, he's currently the co-founder and CEO of Swag.com. It's the best place for companies to buy quality promotional products that people will actually want to keep. And as well, we work with over thousands of companies. So I'm excited to welcome Jeremy Parker to Making Bank today. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. So I went to a Boston University. I was a documentary filmmaker, and I never actually wanted to be a filmmaker when I went to college. I was always a branding guy. I thought I wanted to be one of these like branding guys, and I was always fascinated by commercials and how certain brands tell stories and why one brand sells over another brand. But when I went to BU and I was looking at the course curriculum of marketing and filmmaking, they were pretty much the exact same thing, except with film, I would learn how to make movies. And make, learn how to make videos. And this is at the early onset when YouTube is launching. And I knew YouTube at the moment when I saw it. I was like, this is going to be huge. I might as well learn how to tell a story through video. I ended up making a documentary, a feature-length documentary called 1%. And the film ultimately oh, cool. won the Vail Film Festival. And we're at this film festival. And I can remember it like it was yesterday. And I'm at the top of the mountain. And half the room were these celebrities that everyone's heard of. And half these room were more struggling artists. And I did like an internal gut check. I was like, number one, am I that good? And number two, do I really love it? And both answers were no. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. So once I won this film festival, I realized that maybe I should pursue something else. So going from filmmaking to promotional products seems like, how did you get there? But it all kind of makes sense a little bit. And I was working with MV Sport. And one day, Elliot Peiser, the CEO, says to me, Jeremy, I would love to fund a business that you start. And I started a company called Vote for Art under MV Sport. And what we did is collegiate apparel, um, license the collegiate apparel contest. So like we would partner up with like Purdue University, or Oregon State or Arizona State. And the winning design would sell at the bookstore on a t-shirt or the basketball stadium mm. apparel. And we made collegiate apparel cool again. But I was always super fascinated in the promotional product space. And about six years ago, I realized that the industry is just growing. It's getting bigger and bigger, but the buyer changed. And once mm. I realized that the buyer is no longer a 45, 50-year-old office manager, they're a millennial, they want to see things curated, they don't want to speak to people on the phone, they want to do everything themselves, I realized we have a great opportunity to build the right platform for today's buyer. And what we ended up kind of settling on is we should be focused on the office manager from day one, which doesn't mm. sound obvious. It wasn't obvious from the start. When we started, we thought we were going after marketing teams because marketing right. teams we envisioned have the biggest budget. Uh, you could really prove an ROI, return on the investment of what you're doing. Office manager didn't have that. But what we noticed when speaking to office managers is that they're kind of the glue that holds the corporate culture together. 
So when they buy a thousand sure. t-shirts, they're giving those a thousand t-shirts to their coworkers. Now that's a kind of a Trojan horse as a way to get in the company and expand. It seems simple, but it's really putting yourself out there. I feel like most people, um, myself included, when I was much younger, were a lot more, you know, fearful of rejection or, yep. and that just gets in your way. There's no, there's no business to be fearful of rejection. You know, there's a famous quote that says fear killed more dreams than failure ever could. So when I, when I learned that I really you know, took that to heart and I made sure that now at this point, it doesn't matter. During last year, we had a major obviously issue with COVID um, and the whole industry as a whole was down like 40% or so. And it makes sense because oh, wow. trade show season's not there. Office sure. managers are not in the office. All these different reasons to buy swag on the surface just went away. So our sales went from 850,000 in the month of February to 350,000 in the month of March when the pandemic mm. fell off a cliff. And obviously for our team, having to stay motivated and positive and adjust and recalibrate what our focus should be, we were able to really pull it together and make it happen. So last year when we fell off a cliff, we ultimately ended up doing 3.4 million in November. 3.2 oh, wow. million in December. We ended the year up over 100%. The whole promotional industry was down 40%. And Swag.com yeah. did 15.5 million in sales last year. And we were up from the previous year, 7 million. We went from 850,000 in February to 350 in March. No idea was a bad idea. We were throwing tons of ideas on the table, trying to figure out how we survive, right? Frankly, I mean, it was nerve wracking. April yeah. came around 350,000. April was a month that we predicted when January started that we would be breaking a million for the first time. And now we're doing 350,000. So it's a major sucker punch, completely yeah. out of our control. And what we did is we pivoted very quickly to swag distribution platform. So what we did in April and May, we realized we need to really position ourselves as 100% the work from home platform. Like if your team's working from home, if they're all super disconnected, if there's no company, cohesive company culture, how do you get that company culture? You should send them swag in the mail. You should engage with your best leads. Right. If you're not going to the trade shows, you're still not just going to fall off the face of the earth. You have to make sales. So send them swag in the mail. But we want to make sure that when people buy stuff, it's actually kept. That's the most important thing. You know, people are trained at this point to avoid marketing and marketing channels at all costs, right? People right. watch TV and they fast forward through commercials or they're looking at a magazine and they're flipping through the ads to get to the content or they have the ad blockers on their, you know, browsable experience on their Chrome plugin. But when you give somebody a piece of swag that's high quality, they say thank you. So it's not, you know, if somebody gives somebody, it's going to be throwaway. It's not only going to tarnish your brand, it's going to cost the company money because it's going to end up in the trash. But if you give somebody something that somebody's actually going to use and wear, um, it's it has an amazing power. For sure, man. Well, awesome, guys. I hope you guys are really taking notes. Listen to what Jeremy's saying. Go back, rewind, watch, listen to this again. Make sure you share it with somebody that you're like, oh, man, I gotta, they got to check this out because there's some great content in there. So get this out in front of them. And again, Jeremy, thank you for coming on Making Bank and honored to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Josh. It was a pleasure to meet you and, and to chat. For sure. I am Josh Felbert. You are watching Making Bank. Get out and be extraordinary. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.